following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Okay. Just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 50. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. Today, we have one day of the Summer League in the book, and we're going to discuss the Suns versus Dallas Mavericks game and really some nice debuts from our rookies. So we're excited to talk about them. My name's Charlie Erling. I have Davin Mitch Krumpetich and David McGraw with me. What's up, guys? We won. Uh, spoiler alert, it felt really good. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of those last season, so it's just great to be here in Vegas for uh, the third annual Sunny in Phoenix Summer League trip. Yeah, you know, uh, there's one time you should ever be in Vegas, and that's for Summer League, and then you get your whole fill of Vegas, so... You gotta love it. Uh, great time watching some young guys play basketball, some guys trying to fight for teams, and uh, you know, glad that we make it a yearly thing. Yeah, ran into a Suns fan outside of the game. We were chatting a little bit, and he said, "Summer League's pretty much like Comic Con for basketball nerds." I think we've all talked about this a lot, but he put it very well. So, shout out to I believe your name was Andy. We met at the game. You subscribed to the podcast. You're a good man. But anyway, That's a great description. Comic-Con yeah. for basketball nerds. Mitch knows what Comic-Con's like now. I do, so. yeah. It's really, that's super accurate. <laughs> I, I'll, just, I'll just believe it until I, I hit up a Comic-Con someday. But anyways, Suns pick up the win, 92-85. to 85. We were up by 20 for a good chunk of the game, so this, the final score's a little tighter than it actually was, but let's, let's just start things off with the number one pick, DeAndre Ayton. So we saw Aiton start the game. He was in there for a few minutes and got ripped out of there pretty quick, but reinserted shortly after that. So we talked about it ourselves. Maybe it was a little hustle that we weren't seeing out of Aiton. Is that what you guys think? Well, if you follow us on Instagram, Sunny and PHX Pod, uh, I mentioned this on our story. We were doing some live video, doing some stories. Also, let us know what you want to see from that. I was just kind of messing around with it today. If you liked it, let me know. If you want to see other things, let me know. Uh, just on Instagram, Sunny and Phoenix, Sunny and PHX. But I mentioned on our story that Aiton started a little bit slow, and we said, you know, he got taken out really early, and I think the coaching staff was just like, okay, we're actually here to play now. Like, get get your motor going. Yeah, I think I think it was just a little bit of a hustle thing. I think that he. You know, he was kind of jogging up and down the court instead of doing anything, and yeah, you know, I, I think that that hustle was there, was just not there, and once he got back in, it, it was back up, and you know, you gotta you gotta commend uh, Coach Coco, because, you know, he was doing a lot of coaching this game. He was definitely doing a lot of coaching, and it really showed. He was. My only worry was that Aiton's back soreness would be an issue, and when he first came out and was moving a little bit slow at the beginning, I thought maybe it was because of that, but he came right back in and was able to hustle, and I think he finished with 10 points and 8 rebounds, so yep, he's and okay. 
of those 10 points, a couple really nice alley-oops. I think that's the easiest way to get your big man some buckets when he's rolling to the basket. And we connected on two of them, and that's something I hope we see thousands of over the next few years. Oh, yeah. Nice he, having a big that doesn't have stone hands. Yeah, yeah, he can catch the ball. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah, he also seemed a little bit nervous at first, which is so understandable. And Dallas double-teamed him from his very first touch. So, like, I was hoping to see more than 10 points, but when you mix the nerves with double-teams and all of that, like... It, it, this was a fine game for him, and he made some good decisions passing out of the post when he got double teamed. Yeah, I, you know, took a couple elbows that is fine, you know, if you if you need that to try and get into it. Um, something that I really liked was he caught a pass in the post and kind of just did a quick turnaround jumper. And, you know, you don't want to see that all the time, but if it can get you a little bit in the game, it can, you know, settle things down. It's a quick move, not really a chance for someone to do the double team. I wish he would have been a little more aggressive. Uh, He was kind of passing out a little quickly after those first couple of double teams. Uh, Caught it underneath the rim at one point and kind of just passed it right away to Josh in the corner and ended up going out of bounds. He should have probably just gone up. But uh, then he did try and go up and got fouled. So uh, I think, you know, it's just kind of feeling things out, a little bit of nerves, all that kind of stuff. Right, and it was nice to see us trying to get him the ball where he likes it early on in the game. Yeah, they doubled really early, but just seeing him be able to move the ball out of there, make smart passes, make smart plays, that's great. And when you're a number one pick, all eyes are on you at Summer League. This is your debut. The nerves are there. We, we understand that, and I think it's safe to say we all expect Aiden to put up bigger and better games after this first one. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you kind of got to commend him for being a like back-to-the-basket, like traditional kind of... Traditional in quotes. People want to call him traditional, but he's not very traditional, and except that he has a post game that uh, he didn't try. Like while we kind of wanted him to try and force and do a little bit of that, you know, like hashtag bully season. Uh, I'm almost saying that as a joke now because I think it's hilarious, but whatever. <laughs> um, while we wanted a little bit more of that, he wasn't like forcing it and getting like a turnover and like forcing a turnover. He was trying to like pass out of it, not making terrible passes. You know, a couple of them were like, all right, just go up, whatever. But, you know, that, like, awareness to try and, like, get it out before turning it over was kind of nice. Right. And let's stick with the rookies. We'll move it down to Mikkel Bridges. Uh, Got to see his debut today. He went for 14 points, three rebounds, and he was hot from three. He went four for five from three. Very exciting to see. He didn't look like the... There weren't many jitters there for Bridges. He was ready to play some ball. Yeah, he had a little bit of a slow start, and uh, I think that probably aids into a little bit of his plus or minus. You know, just the whole team kind of started out a little slow, and then after uh, some switch outs uh, on the rotation, everyone kind of started picking it up a little bit more. Um, You know, you you wanted to watch his three-point shot because there was that video that came out that we mentioned it last podcast about this slight pause in a shot when he was catching it in a warm-up, or in a shooting drill, I should say, and that didn't seem to be there. It didn't really seem like his shot was taking a long time to get off. It kind of seemed like he was going he was going up and going. He might have a little bit of a thing where he, it's kind of the Durant thing, where you pull it up from the opposite side, and like, as you're going up, you might have a little bit of that, but it's not like Lonzo, where he's just completely the shooting loop, it backwards. The full yeah. loop. Yeah, he's not doing that. He might have a little bit of the KD, which, you know, 
he, he, you got to figure it out sometimes, but the thing that I loved about Mikel in those, like, early minutes was just seeing how much just his wingspan really affected shots in the paint, even when he wasn't necessarily, like, going up for a block, just contesting shots. That length is really a big deal, and he's grabbed, he grabbed a couple rebounds here or there. Three. And, yeah, three. Like, I think two of them were in the first couple of minutes, I would say, but... Just that wingspan really showing up. Um, I'm really excited to see more of them. And, you know, you love a shot. You got to love a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. No yeah. matter if there's a hitch in it or not, I felt confident when he put it up. 100%. Yeah. Right. It looked good, and it went in four times out of five. Like, you can't really ask for much better. Um, his defense was good. Um, I know he kind of forced some guys into some uncomfortable shots, and uh, I was really happy with that. I mean, it's clear he's already ready to fill that role of a 3 and D guy. And I think he can be a little bit more than that. But, I mean, he's got a little bit more experience than these other guys, other rookies. We know that already. And I think of all of our rookies, he's the one who's ready to step in and play an actual NBA game right now. I think we, I can agree with that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for him. I'm really excited for all these guys. And um, but, but Mikel, I was really happy we were able to pick him up. And I think that he's going to do a lot of things. We are a very wing-heavy team now. Well, everything that we do is going to rely on our wings. And so having guys like Mikel and when we talk about Josh and that kind of stuff, like having big games and seeing positive signs from those guys is huge right now. Yep. yep. Big production out of the wings in this game. But we'll get back to Jackson and Davon Reed. But let's talk about Ellie Okobo first. Really filled up the stat sheet. He had nine points, four rebounds, six assists. I was really impressed with him. Just everything he did looked like the right move. Picked up a couple crummy offensive fouls that probably shouldn't be called during summer league that they didn't affect the game. I don't need to get into that. But <laughs> I just really like how he ran the point and the scoring abilities there. Like those, You can tell uh, the defense was keying on him with the ball. They didn't want him to shoot. Yeah, he looked aggressive. I was really happy about that. And he made a couple nice passes. And one of them I mentioned, I was like, that's probably the nicest pass that we've seen from a Suns point guard like in 2017 or 2018. Maybe <laughs> since Steve Nash. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. <laughs> since we had but, Dragic, probably. Again, I don't think I want to go that far. <laughs> but he he made some really nice passes, made some good decisions. He. His passing is a little bit weird. He makes some of these really long, like, skip bounce passes. And, like, they got to the players that he was trying to pass to, but they weren't, like, in the perfect spot all the time. So he's got to work a little bit on that. We know he's he was a shooting guard for a long time and has switched over to point guard. But, I mean, it's nice to have a shoot-first point guard that can actually shoot decently. His shot looks good, and I was really happy with his aggressiveness. Yeah, shot looks great. Um, I... I am a fan of those kind of skip passes. Uh, he he had like two or three at least that were four assists, and they were just really good. Always making the right pass. The dude's smart, and that's uh, really exciting for a guy that's smart. Looks like you know, um, looks like he can kind of just step in and like, of course, a little bit of a project. But I'm really excited to have a guy that is a that can hit those shots and. You know, also not get completely trashed on defense. Like, I know these are summer league guys, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But there are some of these guys that are going to be starting point guards or whatever for their teams that are that are rookies or second-year guys that get just blown by. And 
like, Ellie, a lot of those, like, he just wasn't having as much of that issue. Like, yeah, when there was a screen, like, there was a, there were a couple issues here and there, but that's gonna happen when you're, like, trying to fight over a screen. And he, but he wasn't just letting guys get, just blow by him, no matter if they were Summer League or not. Like, you do see that happen quite a bit in Summer League. Yep. He did a good job of staying in front. All right, so, and then our last rookie on the squad here, George King, got some minutes tonight. Uh, just, I believe he only took one shot, one or two, but he hit the, hit a three, grabbed a couple rebounds, and it was nice to see him get on the court early and share some, just some time with guys like Aiton and Jackson. I think he, so, I just really like, we're showing confidence in George King. We're not just stashing him. We're, we're putting him out there early in summer league. We gave him the two-way contract already, so uh, just nice to see what he can do out there. Yeah, see what he can do, you know, see if maybe he's able to get a couple rotation minutes as the season starts, if guys, you know, need a little bit of a break or, you know, whatever it may be. But you, that's why you get these guys, to see what you, to, like, you have this time to see what you have. And we did that, and we're going to see a little bit more of George King as, you know, Summer League goes on. The only thing you need to know about George King is that he wears goggles, and it's dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's very first season of P.J. Tucker-esque. Yes. In P.J.'s first season when he came from overseas as a 28-year-old rookie, he was wearing these goggles, and they were super lame, but they're pretty great. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're fun. <laughs> okay, so the guy we were most hopeful for this summer league, Josh Jackson, did quite a bit of things out on the court tonight, but a bit inefficient. Uh, he went for 12 points and 5 rebounds. He was 4 for 16 from the floor. But knowing that he's kind of the leader of the squad, he doesn't have a great jump shot, that means he's going to be attacking. And that's what we saw all night. And once the bucket started to go, I think once Jackson got going, the whole team got going, and we kind of ran away with the game. Yeah, Jackson really started pushing the tempo as well. And... I mean, Dallas was running here and there, too, but I think once Jackson started pushing that tempo, and he had a couple buckets, like, back-to-back in transition, where he would, like, finish, you know, I mean, anyone who watched the Suns last year saw Jackson take the ball on a rebound and push it all the way up the court and end up on the floor, but making it, and then sometimes getting fouled as well. So he did that a couple times in a row, and that really changed the flow of the game, and that's what started our run to get us up by 20. Yeah, you know... Jackson is a, is one of those guys that can just kind of push the pace and change tempo and just kind of go all out. And, you know, he didn't start doing that initially. He was trying to take take some of these jump shots and just giving, letting what his guys gave, like taking what was given to him. And, you know, it wasn't until he kind of started attacking the basket that he hit a couple more of those shots. Um, his free throws looked a little smoother. Didn't look like they had as much of a hitch. They looked like he's been working on those a little bit. And uh, still missed the fro. Still missed the fro. It's he, almost yeah. tough to pick him out on the court now. Yep. Like, you know it's number 20 is Josh Jackson. You know that. But you look down there and you don't see the fro. It's just a little weird. It is. There were times where I was like, wait, who is that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's Jackson. I mean, he looks like a whole different person. It's funny. <laughs> All right, and the star of the show tonight, Davon Reed, 18 points, three rebounds, four for five from three. Just really put it all together. This is what we expected after watching Reed play in Summer League last year. He looked just so confident out there. The stroke was there. The, the intangibles are there. We, we got to see all that last year. 
it trickled off during the season after his injury, but back here at Summer League this year, Davon Reed looks great. His shot looks good. He hit some nice threes. He, I mean, his arms are long. He reads these passing lanes so well. I mean, I feel like it's just a replay of last year's Summer League, saying all the same things. And, you know, I think it goes to show how much that injury set him back. He did not have the time to adjust to the NBA. I think people are very quick to criticize. I need to realize Davon Reed still has a lot of these innate, intangible skills that you can't teach. And uh, I, we got to give him another shot this game. He's uh, He might give Troy Daniels a little bit of a run for his money for that backup two-guard spot. Let's slow down a little bit. I mean, this is <laughs> well, summer league. if he can continue doing Hopefully this. Hopefully he can. He, he looks confident, but he looked confident last year. I hope he can keep that confidence and just run with it. I really hope he can. But, you know, he can be confident and play great in summer league all he wants. That's what he did last year. We were excited for him. He needs to be able to take this and take it into training camp. Take it into preseason. Take it into the regular season. He has to be able to take this confidence. If he can do that, then... He's, he's got a lot going for him. Yep, and I believe we took Reed 32nd overall in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing, like, I think we're seeing that, like, why he's worthy of that early second pick from last year. We were all surprised when it happened, but uh, just seeing him come back to this summer league and play great ball right off the bat, I, I feel like we didn't miss with the pick like I may have used to feel. Again, we just have we just have to be a little patient. Summer league is really easy to overreact. We're really easy to overreact and say that maybe Aiton doesn't look as athletic, or maybe you know like guys like Trey Young are going to be hot garbage, which you know they might still be. But we we you can't tell right now from just summer league. Actually, like, yeah. actually, Trey Young. We got to talk about Trey Young. Trey Young is small. Trey Young is a small. He walked by us, and Charlie and I are both like significantly taller than him. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Okay, but back to being so reactionary about Summer League. There is something from last year that we hit right on the head, and we pretty much defined Mike James last year after watching two games. Yep. Like, we knew what we were getting into, so that's something. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think one other player we need to talk about is Dragon Bender. Um doing all the same things he's done, and it's very frustrating. He hit a couple threes. They looked flat. He did, I mean, his confidence was not great. He tried to drive to the basket, and he was in some good positions to go up and, you know, get a layup or get fouled, and he would just fade away instead. He plays like he's six foot one, not seven foot one. It was frustrating. I really hope that he can play better in the next few games, but, I mean, it was just more of the same from Bender. Uh, you, you, We all saw the block. I'm sure you got the Bleacher Report notification. He threw one out into the stands. And, like, again, he's their defensive position. Like, he's great with that. He's in the right place. But, man, it's I just wish he would show some aggression for once. It, is that really all that's missing? Like, are we just missing aggression? Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I can't, I can't, I don't, like, I don't want to pinpoint it because it's really tough. Is it aggression? Is it, like, confidence? Is it, 
a bunch of other synonyms that we can run with of that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you got you got to remember like you you want to look at a guy that's like a jack of all trades, like all this stuff. But like when he's driving, he tried to like pass it off to Jack Cooley when he was driving. Yeah, don't like, dump it off to Cooley under the right. rim when like, you're just already, shoot. We just get shoot. there. We get it. He's the MVP. But like, just <laughs> go up like. Or you're, like, posting up, like, on a 6'5 guy, and you, like, don't try to back him down. It's just frustrating. What you don't see, like, before that volleyball block is the three or four times he almost or did turn it over, like, inbounding it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Eventually, it just had to, like, he had to be taken out from inbounding and just have Davon Reed do it. Like, Yep. There's, that was tough. It's just really frustrating. Of all the guys that, like, I was most nervous about in summer league. There were a few, obviously. Like I'm terrified of like our guy, like people being able to overreact to our guys. Like Bender being in his third year of summer league, I, I'm just not entirely sure that it helps him because I'm not entirely sure what can help him, and I'm not entirely. Right. I don't know if summer league is what can help him. He has to figure out something. 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 Got to figure out something. something. Yep. Maybe he should like go work out with Lance Stevenson and, like, try and, like, get some of the confidence, irrational confidence that Lance Stevenson has. I like that. Maybe it'll rub off. Maybe. I like that. Um, And one more guy we got to touch on, Shaquille Harrison. Uh, Last episode we talked about how it'd be neat to watch Harrison and Okobo kind of compete for that backup point guard spot. And Harrison was big tonight. We didn't mention anything, but 11 points and 9 assists. So he's moving the ball. We know he's playing tough defense, picking up the pace, just and picking up the, the the guy with the ball as soon as it's inbounded. So he's great for us to have on a summer league squad. Let's hope if it, well, let's hope he works out in the NBA this year if we have to rely on him. You know, honestly, I'm after watching him and like he's not coming in here and like thinking like, all right, I got on a like. It seemed like last year when Derek Jones Jr. was on our summer league squad, there were, like he was just there, like he didn't really do anything. He like had a dunk or so, like he bricked some three point shots, and like it didn't seem like he was trying to put in that extra work to keep being there. Shaq looked exactly like he looked in the regular season, just hounding guys. Yeah, you gotta love the attitude. I, I mean, I, it sounds dumb, but like I'm almost just, I'm almost just like, all right, just run with him. Like, have him just run with him and Okobo as, like, our backups. And just run with it. Who cares? Just do it. We're trying to grow these young guys. I, I'm i on board for Shaq. I'm on board for him. We have, like, he, it's just more of the same. We're just getting more of the same. He's fighting in passing lanes and getting there. His length and, like, his just physical defense. You know, he, he tr- he's not a jump shooter. He's not there, but, like... The passing is there. And, yeah. like, he's trying to be a playmaker. And, you know, we didn't necessarily talk about it as much, but we're seeing a little bit of the Coco system. Mm-hmm. And I think that it helped him a lot with, yeah. like, being able to get some of those assist numbers. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So, wrap things up here. Just general evening uh, discussion. Lots of Suns fans at Summer League. Oh, yeah. Like, Hundreds or thousands? Thousands. I would say thousands. There's a. I saw a lot of Josh Jackson jerseys tonight. There were there were a lot. There were quite a few Steve Nashes, few Bookers, lots of Josh Jacksons, lots of people excited about him. 
Like uh, Yeah, I mean, that arena was packed for our game, and most of the people there were wearing purple and orange or black. I was wearing black, but, like, oh, it was... It was really nice to see. And, I mean, it's like this. It's been like this in the past, but not to this extent. I think this year is different. People are more excited. Right. Number one pick does that, obviously. Yeah. But we have a lot of young talent to show off, and Summer League's the place to go check it out. Yep. Yeah. And uh, just one last thing about the game. I just, Coach Coco, game one, reactions? Uh, he's undefeated. That's yeah. true. I like yep. that. And, yeah, you mentioned this earlier, but we saw him coaching it up. Like, timeouts, inbound plays, you saw him yelling at the guys, telling them where to be, reminding them where to be. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I, th- I would have liked to see maybe a few different wrinkles in the offense. We just saw a lot of the handoff and weave at the top of the key, which we did see last year. But I think we're going to see some little wrinkles that Coco puts in and some different sets, too. Yeah. Maybe as we get into Summer League a little more, we'll see a little bit more. It seemed like there were, even though we had it a bit last year, it seemed like there was just a little bit extra of it. It was crisp, and they were actually yeah. moving. Like, uh, yeah, they're moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk quickly about how they dressed, how our coaching staff dressed. Because a lot of coaches in Summer League will wear shorts and uh, be a little bit more relaxed. But our coaching staff wore these nice gray polos tucked into black slacks. Everyone wearing belts. Looking sharp. So I think that says something about his style. He's taking this very seriously. He's not here to relax or mess around. He's here to get work done, and that's what we need. As much as a guy in a gray polo and, you know. I mean, compared to these other guys wearing shorts and, I mean... I mean, this is a, if you listen to the starters, this is a debate they have about shorts, and I think it's really funny. But I, don't, I thought they looked good. The pants or the shorts? The pants. You what like the what pants? our coaching staff okay. wore. They looked good. Uniform. You Very really, uniform. I, I don't care one way or the other. I don't all. either. I mean, I'm, it's not like my number one thing. I just <laughs> noticed it, I guess. You heard it here first. Mitch you is heard a pants it guy. Here Mitch enjoys pants. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, We got another game today, so another podcast will come out tomorrow. We'll see you next time. Go Suns.